3: And welcome back to another episode of No Sillers Podcast with your host. Now nah, fuck that with your low, Glasses Malone. I'm not really trying to diss other rappers. I, I have no problem doing it, but I'm not because for sure I'm not dissing niggas for free. Like <laughs> I, I look at a lot of niggas home funny. Like these niggas are dissing each other for free. Of all time? Of all time, Tony. What's your favorite dish record of all time?
4: I'll say the one that I have memorized that it's never left my brain was Second Round knock, Knockout.
3: The Cannabis Joint. Mm-hmm. And what'd you like so much about it?
4: He just went in. The beat was hard. He had Tyson on it. It was raws, and he was just getting off. Like, everything he was saying was, like, personals. Like, he he... It was a no holds bar. He just went at LL
5: until LL came back and wore that ass off. Hold up. Hold on, see, I do not even get into. That I don't know if that's see. true. Here we go, man. He said that nigga LL said you swinging a you swinging a rusty sword, but I swing the Excalibur. That's great. LL went in on that nigga man. He went in he on said, that crackhead looking Thank you for your Vanguard
4: Award for your friend of your mom, your first, second, and third bar barn. What else did he say? make your mom get on a horn call minister
5: Farrakhan I I don't know
3: what's your favorite
5: disc record of all time big bro man you know what man I got so many on so many different levels man Uh, I kind of like when MC Light wore Antoinette ass out with 10% disc I shut the fuck up you know what I'm saying my sister used to listen to that You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, that's where you get the whole shit. Goddamn ho, here we go again. You know, a bunch of motherfuckers. Whenever you get people quoting your disses, dog, it's like even niggas don't quote that. Goddamn ho, here we go again. And that was the first time I really heard somebody cussing on a record like that. Like, damn, like, ooh, you know what I mean? But I would have to say, man, possibly one of the greatest diss tracks of all time is Ice Cube, no Vaseline, dog. It's my favorite diss record of all time. because it was I would just agree. so it was just so personal, dog. Like, you know, it's like because cube was being cool, he had this amicable split to where he wasn't saying nothing, and they kind of went in on him a little bit, you know, with a skit. It's like it was the equivalent of me hitting somebody with a spitball and them turning around with an AK-47 and just opening my chest up. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it was. They came with a skill. We gonna cut your curl off. Oh, fuck you Ice Cube and this and that. The little skit. It sounded good till he came back with. God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Which is kind of old to MC Light. 10% this. Goddamn hoe, here we go again. God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard. Now you just wet and soft. First you was down with the AK. Okay. Now I see you on a video, video with Michelle with Michel Lay. 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 I seen bones. that video. I seen that video for the
3: first time the other day with Easy and Dre. And it was a Michele song. I think it was and Or something, and niggas was dressed like, Easy was dressed like an angel or something, and Dre had on this weird suit. And I was like, damn, i never seen this video. But <laughs> then it made no Vaseline make so much more sense. I was like, oh, I get what he meant. Now I see you on a video with Michelet. <laughs>
5: that was No ceilings. Real,
3: no ceilings. GL, my man Peter running a little late. He was watching some clothes. I thought he was hanging out with a whore. I brought my man, Tony Nario. What one up, of my what partners, up? you feel me, Rhyme, a real hip-hop historian. Uh, um, hip-hop in his title, you feel me? So, <laughs> And of course, my big bro, my manager, and resident, and the reason I actually podcast, for real, Big Steel is here. What's that? there, buddy? Um, it's dope to have y'all here to talk about this conversation because between both of y'all knowledge of hip-hop, with neither one of you guys being from New York, I thought that's dope. what you say? I thought it's dope that neither one of y'all are from New York, but with y'all two together, I have a ton of, like I can access a ton of things about hip-hop because of how deep y'all go back into the culture and y'all love it especially New York. Y'all have a very serious preference of New York (laughs) hip hop. We're we're hip hop. We're we're New York sympathizers. Very much so. Very much so.
4: (laughs) You agree with that still?
5: Yeah, a little something, something, man. I just like good records, dog. I, I don't really know if I'm a New York sympathizer, so to speak, because they haven't been making, you know, they got some cool records now, dog. I ain't dissing New York. You, see but, you, know, you didn't even want to tell the truth. You just, you, just you know, tell they, the they're truth, not really making back no back records. There. They're not really, they're not really bringing no heat like that right now, dog. Okay, that's cool.
3: There's nothing wrong with that. We got to put and the press on you know, they, they got
5: some cats, you know, it's the usual suspects. They're making all right records. Like Nas is doing his thing now. Um, Nah, yeah, me and G right
4: had a on. debate about that the other day. He don't agree that Nas has ha, has dropped three classic projects back to back. That's
5: Just silly,
4: he has.
3: It, well, i tell me you too- Weird saying that about Nas, especially these three, because Hit Boy is my young nigga, man. So to have to debate with you that
5: they are not classics, it's obvious they're not classics. Oh, Nas is the Nas is the um. Is the comeback artist of the year though, dog? For him to reinvent himself the way he did, dog, and he's didn't going into his himself. he's going into his twentieth year, dog, the twenty fifth year, you something. Can't like just that. make on, stuff. Man, up. He didn't reinvent himself. No, he, he didn't did reinvent, reinvent himself. Started, I, I agree he did with reinvent that. Himself, dog, he fucking with younger artists now. What is now? he now? now? Huh? What, what is he now? He did. He reinvented himself, bro. What Do you think? Oh, let me say this. He stepped Still, up his production, dog, and everything. Let me ask you. He this. You trying to say, Hit Boy is a better
3: producer? than the guys he was working with? That's what you want to do?
5: That's well, what shit, you want to be with ain't, And Ain't this his first Grammy? Yeah.
3: But the Some Grammys is a say, small man. bunch of people
5: saying they like your music. That ain't what the public's saying. And that's cool, though, because I'm trying to get them small amount of people to say Glass. malone. <laughs> I'm, I'm not knocking the Grammy. To I'm just saying, to. I agree
3: that he's took him in a different direction that he hasn't been in. But I wouldn't say that these are three classics, and I wouldn't say he reinvented himself. Well, you, you know since, what, though. But since we talking about Nas, right? Ether. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be the first time I ever admitted this publicly. <laughs> Nas beat Jay Z in that battle. All of a sudden, is, well, all of a sudden. I would never, ever, I would never answer the question initially. Feel me? I would never answer the question when people say, "Who?" I'm like, nobody care who won the battle. Who won the war? That was always my response. When people would talk about the battle between Jay and Nas, I'd be like, man, who won the war? You feel me? That was my response when somebody said who won the battle. But for uh-huh. the first time in my life, I'll admit Nas won the battle. And I'll admit Ether is a top five all-time greatest diss record. It might be
5: number two. It's between Hit em Up and that one. Mm. Oh, hit him up with some shit. You know what I did? You know what I loved? Hit him up as a record, dog. What I didn't like about it was that it was so personal.
4: Shit,
5: so was Ether. Well, Ether was personal. Well, you know what? Ether had to be personal. You think about it. Jay knocked the niggas' baby mama down, dog.
4: That, that didn't come out till after, though. Yeah, but Like, Super he, he, Ugly he, he, was after, ether.
3: Well, he said in the Takeover, because you know who did you know what to you know who. Just keep that between me and you, nigga. But he didn't...
4: Yeah, but it was implied. He didn't say
3: it. Well, I think we was on the West, so we didn't know. But I think it was a common kind of gossip point in New York that he had knocked down Carmen. Mmm. So when he said that on Takeover... Takeover is a nasty-ass diss record. Nasty. Yeah, takeover
5: Actually... If they had a different timeline and those records came out of different sequences, like Jay got too emotional on on um super ugly. It, yes. it was just Which too was emotional. Whack. It was like yeah, it was a whack record. It was like it was it was whack <laughs> dog, and it was so uncharacteristic of Jay because Jay is always the cool nigga. I just picture him popping some peanuts just sitting back right in his bar, like yeah, I'm about to serve this nigga. I'm gonna tell you who else two fuck niggas over, and he's probably gonna go down as one of the greatest. Dish nigga makers of all time is Pusha T. Man, that Pusha T to Drake, that shit was like, yeah. That story of Adonis
4: my, was cold, man. That and shit I'm gonna was tell you why
5: Pusha time. T is so. I'm gonna tell you why, I, and Pusha T almost got my favorite disc record of all time. Um, I'm not mad oh, at that. I, he almost got it because not only did he put out quality disc records, they was against top flight opponents. Like yeah, when he, he only went would, against he went against win with top flight dudes. Yeah, when he went at Wayne, that's when that's mixtape wheezy. You feel what I'm saying? He, he mm-hmm. served Wayne. Um, I was glad, you know. I wouldn't say he served Wayne. Wayne definitely oh, didn't man. push the battle. Dog, contract all fucked up. I guess that means you all fucked up. You signed to one nigga, to signed to another nigga, to signed to three. Now, that niggas. was still bars.
3: But but again, those those weren't dish records. Those was bars within regular joints. Don't get me wrong. His that story of of, of yeah, I, whatever, how you pronounce it, Don or however you pronounce it, that shit was like. What's crazy is like that, that diss record was so fucking dope. I remember listening, just being like, damn, this nigga sound like a nigga out the 90s. But speaking of the nigga he was battling, feel me, Drake, back to back should
5: be oh, in yeah. the top 10 dish records of all time. Drake understood, dog. I under I think Drake really understood. And Drake can rap, dog. I'm not gonna the, I'm not a Drake hater. Drake can rap his ass yeah, off I,
3: And I and I get a lot of slack. I think people think of me like I hate Drake. And it's like, bro, if you met Drake, I met him, he's a cool guy. Like I have he's one of those guys you happy for when they win, but I've always been honest and understand that he's not hip-hop. Like he's not a part of the culture. And I'm not saying a part of music, he's not a
5: part of what hip-hop is, and you don't have to be. He's one so you of the, don't think he's the embodiment of, embodiment of hip-hop? No. I'm sure he would disag- disagree. Yeah, I'm he sure would he would because everybody wants cat to be that a part. You said who? I think he's a cat that loves and respects the art form. No,
3: I think 100%. I think he's a super fan of it. I think he has an entitlement to be around it, and he does study it. It's a lot of love for Drake. Drake has for hip-hop, man. I'm not saying that. That's not the point. I'm saying what hip-hop embodies, he doesn't embody. And that's fine. He don't have to. You know what I'm saying it's the confusion that you have to that nigga is one of the greatest rappers ever he's a fantastic mainstream rapper but again back to back is one of those joints that's a top 10 dish record you know what I'm saying when you hear back to back and I-, I listened to it the other day I was actually trying to fuck with the hats for, from it for it on another record I had and
5: it's just really really good Yeah, I I felt really uncomfortable for um, Meek Mill when Drake came out with it. I said, "Damn, Meek." What's funny is,
3: I found myself because I felt like Meek kind of popped out on some weird shit, like talking about niggas retweeting albums. I kind of
5: looked like, "Yeah, that's like." (laughs) Yeah, he was reaching, dog. I think he was reaching, and and I think he he thought. You know what Meek thought? He thought that Drake was the soft, light skinned white boy in high school, and he thought he was gonna slap him in the back of the head. It wasn't gonna
3: be no fight. So I found myself kind of rooting for him, Drake, to stand up for himself. And man, when he dropped back to back, I remember just being enamored. So, which brings me to my next question. Where did it go from battling, like, right? So to me, the greatest diss record of the 80s is, people say Roxanne, but I think Revenge of Roxanne, but I I think the greatest diss record of all time at that time period is, I Me mean, of all time in the 80s is the bridge is over.
5: Mm. I would probably give you that dog because at that, that time you got to remember KRS one was coming from a position of being a, he wasn't he wasn't as popping as the juice crew. The juice crew was popping at that time. Yeah, of course. Right. Marley Marley. It's almost the equivalent of some nigga coming out of nowhere and just dissing TDE. Yeah, and then mm. ha- and then having a say, like really you know what I'm saying, and really yeah. having it to where he liked talking about he running through the Niggas in gardens, he coming to Compton and doing this, and he really smashed them niggas. He and it's a nigga them. from Gardena or something. You know what I'm saying?
3: So, so the question I'm asking, not from Gardena, the Bronx is not Gardena. That's fucked. <laughs> no. My <up. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> well, niggas go pack you out over there. <laughs> uh, and Gardena ain't no pump, but it ain't the Bronx. It's just different. But um, No, I would say the Bronx is probably more watts than anything else. Man. The Bronx is probably a yeah, watts. Bronx is some shit. But so no, the question I was asking is. When did it go from simple battling, like that time where them dudes could battle and hash out they they you know who wants to be better on records, into where it's that now where this records are getting people killed, like with 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 you know what possibly happened with Young Dolph, where disc records for sure got him shot up a couple times, for sure well, got him shot up a couple times. Those same disc records. And they were saying the same shit about each other. Like, it wasn't like Chris, you know, KRS-One was, and the 80s was like, hey, you know, I rap better than you guys. I'm just better. He was talking shit. He was talking shit about how, how you look. Niggas was whack. Niggas is bummy. Talking about a whole town. Like, he literally Called talked Rock about- Call a hoe? Yeah, like, he went, off. Oh, so, how didn't, at that time, because he was saying the same fucked up shit, how at that time was it just battling versus today, where it's like, literally, like, this shit is a real implication of, like, niggas is tripping over it. Well, I think I think
4: it's gotten worse, but I think it was always that. Like, didn't Cube and Lynch Rob have like issues with Easy E's crew, and like there was fights and stuff that broke out. It didn't it didn't get you know that far because I don't think that. Like, it's kind of weird, man. I think again, I hate to always connect it to this, but social media has really created this Mm -hmm. extra level of bravado and embarrassment and like where you can't, like someone can't say nothing because like you, you know, you could be tuned in live and some, you know, you might have 50, just 50 followers or people, 50 people viewing, but to you, that's the whole world if somebody disses you. So now you feel like you got to, you know, uh, uh, protect your manhood and and that's and these dudes are young so they're young dealing with this um a lot of them but like in the young Dolph case like i mean he's an older guy right he was about 30 something 36 37 so you know at that point i think you now you start dealing with crews and the young cats that run with the older dudes and and og's not really
3: and doing stuff to prove theyself
4: right you know and and then the older guys you know not acting accordingly bro like I think we run into that all the time, probably all three of us, still glasses, me, you know, we, yeah, we're, we're older, but we still relatively look young. We, we, we've taken care of ourselves. We're not big. You know, we don't wear ourselves out. So sometimes, you you know, certain cats, they, they, they come to you and you try to give them grown advice, even though we might look young up here. Is where it's at so we're giving actual knowledge and understanding like yo bro I wouldn't do that because this that, and the third whereas uh, uh, it's a lot of dudes that are older now I won't name any names but you know some cats that I look at already in their late 40s early 50s and they still out there kind of acting like young dudes so if they're not giving mm-hmm. guidance to these young boys like my favorite story was when they said uh, Nori said that you know they was gonna go at uh pac with the disc i'm sorry not pac uh dpg with the LALA LA record and big told him and big was still young at the time but was their big homie he was still older than them and he was like nah man don't respond to that like that's what you should be doing right but not saying that what you say that they're gonna follow but just saying that at least try try to sure. implement something to where they it detours them from doing that kind of bullshit cuz they real trigger happy now and and it's not people say put the gun down and fight man now they take an ass whooping
3: and they still you whoop their ass they are going to come back and shoot you i That's think it, you know you know what i never thought about that he made a good point q did end up getting into it with ruthless they end up fighting where at jack the rapper right
5: yeah but mm-hmm. you know what in those situations g there was never the remote possibility of somebody getting killed I don't think that's what I mean? true. I don't I don't think you know, they genuinely believe I, that. I, I, I believe that just me talking to different cats like Bob around that area, it was some scraps because you gotta remember with them it was personal too because it just wasn't a rap record. Because I heard actually niggas sat around and laughed about that shit. I heard when they heard it, niggas was like, damn, that shit is hard. You know what I mean? Well, that's just damn cool. I know them
3: niggas. First off, my my man Pete has mm-hmm. jumped,
5: Pete has entered the chat. Yeah, you know... Happy to be here, guys. Let, let, let's keep landing on this, G, because at that time, man, you got to remember, right, Bob was doing a lot of production for Cube at that time. You know, at mm-hmm. that time when he went solo and stuff. they And he Sign knew... Out, OG he, Bobcat. Um, what's happening? And he, and, and he still knew Rand and them, because, you know, he was the in-house producer for Ruthless mm-hmm. at that time. You know, he had kind of took that stuff over on um, And it was some laughs and jokes about that. You got to remember, his beef wasn't really with N.W.A. That was more side crew stuff. Q wasn't fighting nobody. Lynch mob was scrapping.
3: But but I'm saying, then that means if you can fight, that means it's
5: possible somebody can shoot. It's always that I'm going to tell you, the thing that Tony said about social media and just... The youth of today, and this ain't, go, I ain't gonna turn this into no thing like today's kids is all bad because in please, a lot of ways, do and a, because in a lot of ways, the youth of this era are more mature than the so-called, oh, geez, look at the madness that's going on online. All these dudes over 40, you know, but the thing Man. is, you know, keep keeping this about hip hop, dog, I just think right now, the light is on you so much. See, back then, mm-hmm. you can get beat up and nobody would ever see the fight, they would just hear about it. You feel what I'm saying? It was the same thing with music. People were just kind of here and they didn't get to see who all went through stuff. It's like now you diss somebody, you go see a video to come along with it. They go clown you, they may be going through your neighborhood. So with youth comes a little bit of like a, just an extra hubris and an extra arrogance, dude, to where when your pride or your ego is bruised. It's almost like the equivalent of somebody getting their ass whooped in front of their girl because their girlfriend got to hear this record. And they like, damn, he fucked my dude up. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. some shit you just can't deny. Mm -hmm. And I think people can't handle it, bro. Sometimes people can't handle getting hit in the mouth in front of their girl.
4: Well, I think what's crazy, too, is that even East Coast hip hop now, it's gotten violent. Where theirs used to be more on wax. I I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I felt like it was more understood that or or expected for a West Coast beef to actually happen, where someone might get shot or beat
5: up or something like that. Sure, you know what I mean. And and it's all about. I'm gonna tell you, social media and the internet plays a huge part of it because now what it is, you just don't have the respective, the perspective crews going back and forth. You have these people online that don't have a life, and people look at the comments, dude. If you look at the comments, people take sides, they become a part of movement. So yeah. when you the dude you know, that probably possibly took the bad one in one of these battles, you know, you can't help. You get to looking at the comments and all that stuff, and you're like, oh, because it seems so much bigger than what it is. In reality nobody gives a fuck you know what i'm saying i, I never yeah.
3: what's funny is i never thought to myself like um as, as like with the dish records people dishing each other I, I don't think i tries made a good point maybe it's never been like that maybe that's all in our head that it was a space to to put out a record disrespecting somebody else and it not actually become real world consequences I'm gonna tell
5: you why what Traz is saying it rings so true, and that you know, G. When did we start a podcasting? It was a while ago, right? It was way yeah, before the podcast, like it was or something Yeah. Yeah. So you figure when we started do, there weren't as many people from the hip hop community involved in podcasting, and I don't want to be hypocritical because because we are members of the hip hop community that got started early on in the technology, right? Yeah. But since hip hop has got involved in podcasts, and I'm gonna tell you, they've brought a certain level of bullshit to it too. So it's like it's—I think it's just a confrontational art form, anyway, bro. And especially today, you know what I'm saying? Everything is highlighted. Everything is right there in front of you, kind of, bro. And you can't escape it because you would be sitting down watching the movie on your phone, and a notification to pop up with somebody talking shit from Australia to you. But again,
3: it's—it's it's not even—that's <laughs> true. It does feel like it's a bigger world problem, but it's still very minimal. It's exactly. still very minimal. But what's funny is it ain't exclusive to just hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh Jermaine Jackson dissed his brother. You feel me? Michael Jackson. He got a diss record called Word to the Bad. You ever heard that, Pete?
5: Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm called Word sure to Jermaine the Bad. Huh? Been I'm pretty sure it. Jermaine
3: was just hating. See that you can't do that. Just you just pick sides. That's one thing I never did. I never picked
5: sides. I don't well, pick sides Drake, and no battle. Michael and no kind of Maybe
3: one. the closest I have picked a side in was Drake and Meek because I just wanted Drake to stand up for himself. I thought that was dope. Yeah, but but was I didn't that... pick a side. I wanted Meek to come back, and I wanted. I don't to think there's any risk crazy. that Drake was, was going to go say, smoke Meek. Even
4: was that even you picking a side or just you liking the record more? Well,
3: Difference. no, I wanted Drake to stand up for himself. That was the thing. Like I didn't. I, I thought that if if it's because y'all friends and you was disappointed that cuz didn't tweet your album you know you could get on the phone or text cuz and say hey man damn I need you to please tweet my album versus you know maybe you asked him once and you don't want to ask him a second or third time so your feelings was hurt so then you decide okay well I'm gonna get online and go at him regardless if it's the truth or not you know if that's your partner or you fuck with him then you could have did that so I did want Drake to stand up so that's the closest but even with Cube and NWA I never picked a side when I was younger With Dre and Easy, I enjoyed all the Dish records. I never picked Mm -hmm. a side. I never had to pick between Dre Day or Real or Motherfucking G. You know, I never picked between those. I'm preaching to somebody today who is
6: waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
0: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's your favorite diss record, Pete, of all time? Oh, man, that's that's a tough one. There, there's, there's
7: actually kind of some, some all right ones, you know, um... I think I think what T.I. did to Flip was pretty impressive
3: mm-hmm.
7: that was pretty alright um, some of the little back and forths in the Bay Area have been kind of cool I, I, Real Motherfucking Jesus, is, is actually really fucking good
3: Yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> <But>
4: Like <laughs> he, got, he put really his foot in that all the records that were actually like big hit records that were disc records are definitely the best for sure.
3: funny is Dre okay. Day Fuck With Dre Day on The on on Chronic that is one of the most like underrated and disrespected diss of all times we never talk about it because it was such a big smash record that yeah. I think we forget it was a straight up diss I didn't forget that shit is amazing <laughs> but we never name it, and it's a fantastic disc. They cut off a it's lot. It's probably of- the yeah. best
7: disc song ever
3: made. Well, I think uh, no, yeah, the way it was composed as a record.
4: Easy yeah. also was never really respected as a rapper like that.
3: I well, think I mean, that has even, a lot to do with it. But he, shit, I shit. Yes, I did when I was younger. But uh, uh, real motherfucking Jesus is like I said when he came back with it. I thought it was probably just his, his best race. shit ever. Yeah, low
4: key. Okay, let me rephrase that. Not as a rapper, but like as a like battle rappers at one time before that was happening with Cube and them, like Cube was also kind of like looked at like almost like the lyricism of a East Coast MC, right? Like that was the whole the whole conversation back then of how good he was. So although I'm agreeing with you with Easy E said, what you know, how good he was, was he really looked at as an MC at that time?
3: I mean, I don't think rap. See, I'm too young, but I don't think rap. I mean, maybe it did. You got to ask still in them. I don't think rap had that stigma of. Maybe in New York, they probably would have been talking shit about Easy, but I think the rest of the country took Easy E serious as hell, and he was a lot of people's favorite rapper.
7: Let me pull you know the mean? theory off off you guys, if you don't mind.
3: I think he was dope.
5: Man, man, easy didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. I'm gonna tell you now, Bob told me easy always thought all that shit was hilarious. Yeah. He didn't care because Easy was in it for the coin, man. Easy didn't give a fuck about being looked at as the most revered rapper of all time. Easy wanted the check. Right. For sure. yeah, he made sure he had dope motherfuckers writing that shit. He was saying,
4: is it fair to say that easy knew how to sell culture before Snoop did?
3: Oh Hell definitely, yeah. he
5: set the so he set the tone for the culture. Set the tone. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think Ice-T set the tone first mm. um, with how you talk about it like before Ice-T everybody would be rapping about you know when it came to gangster rap they still would be rapping about being a dope rapper or about how good they DJ was as well as the street stuff I think with Ice-T you got the first record that was big where it wasn't about being a rapper he didn't say shit about rapping he didn't say shit about DJs he was like yo this is how we live it. Six in the morning, police shut my door. Fresh Adidas squeak across the bathroom floor. Out my back window to make my escape. Like he was just rapping about what it was like for them dudes when they and you know and he was out there. So, okay, so moving forward, where we at when it comes to huh?
7: I also asked you a question a few minutes ago. I oh, lose my train of thought. I look at kind of now there's been a little bit of an uptick and like, I I don't know how you guys started. I wasn't here, but it seemed like you guys are kind of starting off how kind of get a manifestation of disc records kind of spilling over into a little bit more than verbal, you know, lately. Yeah. And like for me personally, like I kind of am a, a tweener a little bit on generations and lived in a lot of cities back to back to back coming up. And I get the impression that like the guys say who came up in the 80s and 90s, like it was hard out there. Like it was a different time in 88 than it was in 2008, you know, just out there. And I feel like people to some degree had a little bit more respect for the other guy. And you come up and it's a little bit more talk. Like when I had first moved to Oakland in 04, people were polite in the club because it popped off so immediately that there was a looming cloud of consequences at all times after a while about 2015 in la people did whatever fuck they wanted and a lot of people just kind of you know hey this guy's just kind of all talk and i feel like it got to a point where a lot of guys shot their mouth off a lot and now you get on a podcast you get in a record can be kind of subtle it can be like oh we took a jab at him people now get on instagram they get on a podcast whatever and they're taking these long-winded like way over the line attacks on people thinking they're not gonna do anything and now they're actually doing something. And I think there's probably a little bit of a learning curve with the way people conduct themselves is with regard to respecting that the other guys might not gonna do something to you. The you kind of impression I get away. to agree.
3: Yeah, yeah, but to, but what blows me away is this is not like exclusive to our culture. You yes. know, this is exclusive like if you listen to um if you listen to Cordito's music, right, which is like that, um, I call it, that's like Mexican Cowboys. It's Yay. all about drug stories and ranchers and all of that. But it's really Mexican Cowboys. And all of the shit itself was just about they have diss records, motherfuckers is getting killed over records, all kind of shit. Some of the greatest Corrido singers in, in of all time, feel me, got killed in the middle of rivalries between two different cliques where both cliques have a singer that represent them and they talking shit about the other one. So again, yeah.
4: go ahead, Travis. No, I was going to say that also has to do with what they're saying.
3: Yeah, but 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 what, that's my point. I think I think uh it was always bad. I, I think now like if you look at the movement going on in Jacksonville or or the uh the movement going on in Chicago obviously, now when they're making and composing these disc records Niggas is actually starting to talk about niggas' dead friends and relatives, like it's a song I always talk about, but it's out of Jacksonville. It's called "Who I Smoke."
7: When um, I was like I the Where's Waldo songs, I thought were great.
3: Yeah. So I, I again, it's it's one of those places to where I think we like to sensationalize the past, the '80s and the '90s, and like, oh, it was cool. <laughs> you could just put out diss records and niggas wouldn't have no problems, but. Like I said, Tony just made a good point. Like, shit, if, if Cube is fighting niggas at a Jack the Rapper, if Cube and the Lynch Mob is fighting niggas at a music convention, shit, niggas was fighting in. Cube got into a situation with Cam where one of Cam's friends, they got into it, like a physical altercation. Um, The whole death row, Snoop, you know, I mean, Pac, excuse me, Biggie thing, that really didn't manifest into many fights or nothing I mean well how about the MCA and the quick
7: thing that seemed like quick came out consciously and put out a track that kind of gave some respect to what was going on to try to make that unhappy
3: yeah but even then yeah that's true I mean so I don't quite know why back then because them diss records were really bad like dollars and cents by DJ quick was really really bad
7: I think (laughs) part of that was he had an impression like hey I made this a little bit more than a rap track and those guys are right two lights down and I think word got around, I should probably come out and say something a little bit different. Man, I, it's pure speculation, but it wouldn't be irrational.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, again, it's one of those things where I can't really give you a good point of view. Like I can't really tell you like what's really going on. Mm. I have no idea. Again,
4: tying it into maybe the internet, social media, uh young boy, boys, boys, and, and older people, just just in general people well, being again, desensitized.
3: I don't even know desensitized. It, but I don't even know if it's that, right? Sure. I think that metaverse is a real thing. You feel me where you know maybe you not hearing because back in the day you would hear it on the streets, right? You would hear it on the streets. So if you went outside, you're gonna hear it. like so. Right now, you're gonna hear it in the metaverse. If you log on, feel me. If you log on them streets, <laughs> the metaverse streets, you know what I mean, them social media streets, it could get rough for you, cuz that shit could get bad. So
7: do you think some of it has to do with the fact that now the money's so big that as soon as you start recording, like you're kind of out of there to some degree. So instead you know of what
3: the more I think know? about it and talking to y'all about it, you know what it is? Hip hop in its truest form is a poor sport. It's a cultured sport. And and it's the same thing with gangbanging. Like gangbanging has this negative connotation, but the reality is it's just very primitive. You know what I mean? It's a primitive way of solving everything. Everybody's operating in safe mode, basic. You know what I mean? Like there, there aren't a ton of sophisticated solutions to things because people don't have a ton of stuff to live for. You know, they they're in weird situations where they can't take care of their kids. They're in weird situations where they can't earn a livable wage. Stuff that we talk about, you know, which makes you value life a lot less. You know what I'm
6: saying? Mm-hmm.
3: So. I think that's why hip-hop kind of carries this stigma along with it, especially now with so many more rappers, right? It's so many more rappers in hip-hop, but hip-hop is a poor sport. So again, that behaviors at times are very primitive. They don't have sophisticated solutions. Again, because let's say the person who shot Dolph, right? Let's say Dolph got killed because of the, the beef he had with the other rappers in Memphis. It wasn't, most likely, it wasn't either of the two millionaire rappers that shot him. You know what I mean? It could be a poor nigga that fuck with them, a couple poor niggas that fuck with them, trying to pull their point. You know what I mean? Trying to gain rank within the organization and finally caught up to somebody and now they finna get their points.
4: Without even the other rappers even knowing or being affiliated with OK in that, you're saying, right? Like well, just someone mean, just trying I to mean, prove themselves.
3: I mean, so at one time it was just on with all of them. feel I me? Mean, it was just on. So I'd imagine, I could be wrong, but I would like to believe mm-hmm. bullets was going back and forth to some degree. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just one crew sending bullets. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that. So if that I don't were the case, nobody they did ever, got I don't there think, sooner. Huh?
7: If that were the case, that it got there sooner and no deterrence.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that they necessarily needed an approval because it never was off; it was always on. So, you know, again, these dudes are part of gangs and crews and shit. And again, maybe, maybe if Yo Gotti has a situation, Yo Gotti is not gonna get out the car and shoot everybody because he's a million dollar nigga. He gonna think about his life; his life got value, so he's gonna be real careful on what he do. You know what I'm saying? But a nigga that's trying to prove himself to Yo Gotti that belongs to the clique that think loyalty falls this way. Man, they'll do that shit for free. Feel me. And again, if it ain't off, it ain't off. Not to mention, let's say if something's going on between two crews and something happened to one of that nigga family members. Feel me? It didn't happen to none of, let's say, the big man's, but it happened to some soldier's family member. He might can't let it go.
4: Yeah, but again, so you don't think it ties into the into the actual into the actual social media and just like I, what I'm talking about is the senseless killing, like being desensitized to the fact that we see it all the time now, whether it's someone getting hit by a car or ran over or thrown off a cliff or just random things that happen, right? Like you, you, you really see people dying on social media. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of becomes like, oh, damn, like, you, obviously you feel sympathetic and empathetic when someone gets killed and shot and, you know, like, but think about it, like, w- when the, the kid XXX tentacion passed away and they're filming him while he's shot, bro, like, what are you doing? What are we doing as a society, That's a bro?
3: That's conversation right there, but I agree. I, I mean, I just mm-hmm. think I in, though. I, I mean, it, I mean, but but again, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, but then you could blame Call of Duty. You can blame Grand Theft Auto.
4: I agree with it. I mean, again, ties into to, to movies and all kinds of stuff, right? Absolutely. But, but
3: again, I don't know if the issue, again, is um something simple as, oh, people are okay with other people dying, right? Because I think we all understand that and know that that has to happen. Even if we don't accept it, we understand it's going to happen. I think the mass of society understands that yeah but that's you're talking about some like knowing
4: someone eventually will die like yes like but i'm saying
3: pre-gangs and stuff there was always war historically there were always war with people dying you know what i mean this is not exclusive to hip-hop or our communities right where people die you know period again but wouldn't you say that even gangs at one
4: time had a code of ethics like dudes are getting smoked in front of their
3: kids now bro in front of their wives. Yeah, but it, it's always, going. now, determine, your upbringing determines your ethics, right? Or if you care about how you would go out, then you'll make those decisions. But again, man, people are doing some unsavory shit. Like one thing I've I've learned to do is never say what I won't do because I don't know what's going to compel me to do something. <clears throat> again, I'm one of those type of people that always believe like I'll never let people make me not be me. But then again, you know, you the more things you get to lose and the more people you love and you care about, certain shit start making you your character starts to devolve or evolve. You know what I'm saying? And then you start making different decisions based off what you have to lose. Right. And I get what you're saying. I guess like, what like, I- like, like prime example, like as a rapper, right? If I'm I'm not really trying to diss other rappers. I, I have no problem doing it, but I'm not because. For sure, I'm not dissing niggas for free. Like, <laughs> I I look at a lot of niggas home funny. Like, these niggas are dissing each other for free. Like, what is the price
7: for one of your diss tracks? Because I, I might start a GoFundMe. I'm only
3: dissing a nigga if the world is watching. Gee, can I'm I, not dissing a nigga for free. Can I disagree with you, though? They're not
4: dissing each other for free. They're dissing each other for popularity but to I'ma look tell you, bigger, on 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 uh, to get likes, to, to go viral. But I'm
3: going to tell you the problem in that. Like right, rest his soul, Draco. Rest in peace. Feel me, real talented to them. See, when he dissed all of Inglewood, you as an Inglewood native, right? You immediately have to have a feeling. Minus that, how much, how much more popular can you get from dissing Inglewood when you pass Nevada and don't nobody care about who you dissing from Inglewood? Like free to me is just. If, California, if Southern California is watching you, that's for free. I'm not going to beef with another average, below average Southern California rapper. Like, if we going to beef, feel me, we going to get in the streets. I ain't finna make no records. I ain't finna talk about you on live. I'm not finna talk about you on no radio interview. If we got beef, feel me, I'm not making no record. A lot of niggas are gang members and they're making records about other gangs. Like, that's whack, feel me? Like, I'm not that's- mad at no nigga who did it, but that's whack to me. Because it's like, what, you trying to insult him? I ain't never had beef with another hood and we trying to insult each other. I'm not finna meet you at the shopping center and be talking about your mama. Nigga, okay. if we got issues, nigga, it's real issues. So feel me, it's real smoke that come with that. Ain't no joke, ain't no talking. I'm not even with the whole right nigga's hoods on walls and whacking them out. That shit lame to me. If we really got some problems, feel me, let's get to the problems for real. But that's me. And I'm and what I'm saying back to the point with Draco, like him beefing with Inglewood is free. It has no real value. It literally can only come with trauma. To what it did, right, right. And and it may have nothing to do, you know, right the minds may have nothing to do with that particular situation, but it only could end that way. There was no way to go up because you are in a war and this and all of Inglewood. So if I'm with him, I would have told him straight up, like, because bro, like. That ain't worth it.
4: Someone asked me, like, are you from Englewood? I'm like, Well, I'm I'm, I'm from Englewood for sure. Cause I grew up in Englewood. Yeah, I go. For sure, yeah. I go, I go, but I go, I go, go when sure. I seen the record personally, I, I mean yeah, you, you, you know some kind of way. Yeah, but I didn't think it was a good record. Yeah, personally. Sure. I so at that point I was just like, Whatever, dude. Like, he's not even good. That's how I felt, right? Yeah, yeah. And then but what I did tell them was now the guys who represent the city, whether Mexican, black, whatever, Tri-tru- from, soldiers. from soldiers, soldiers, I'm like, yeah. they might have a whole nother outlook on how they look at it. I don't know. I can never speak for them. Because I don't do that. You yeah. know, what I mean, I'm not in those trenches. But I wanted to connect to what you're saying, though, G, like with everything you're saying, it's like, when did it go from just this com- competitive rap, right? To where it's at now, somewhere along the line, I feel like you had situations, but for the most part, for the most part, usually the disc records were supposed to be about who was the better rapper. And then at a certain point, once the money came into play, it became about I'm better and I have more money than you. And I have more bitches than you. And I got more cars than you. And I got whatever it was, right? Like, it, it was like, I'm just better than you in life. You know what I'm saying? And and then that starts demeaning somebody. Say you do have more money than them or whatever, right? Like that leads to this this real negative tension. So again, I think you always had that situation. But the early stages of hip hop was generally about who was better. Like the bridges over was literally about my boroughs better than your borough, right? Like
3: yeah, but even then, it was really disrespectful. Was it, though? I mean, Hell it was, but I mean, were fair. they going to kill each other over it? They but might but fight. That's, but that's my point. Like, but here, Here's the truth. Mm-hmm. If Chris goes, if KRS-One, because if the teacher goes through Queensbridge, let's say he goes to the housing project in Queensbridge, mm-hmm. he probably doesn't leave there. Probably don't leave there. You know what I mean? He probably won't leave there. Right after the bridge is over, how that felt? If you're from Queensbridge and you go to them projects, you probably don't leave there.
4: So then, so then it's fair to say we can tie it into social media because now they will do that just to go. I'm in
3: your
5: hood. I'm sure, in your hood. Sure. I'm on that, your that, block that,
3: that at three in the a, morning. That happened with a cool dude, Kafani from the Bay, and, and that's how he got <laughs> shot, got paralyzed. And what? Kafani is dope as fuck. Who, who's that young kid that you showed me his video, bro? That he he did the video at the guy's cemetery or? Like his... Oh, Black Youngster. Oh, that's insane, bro. But again, again, it's one of those things where, what in that situation, it's still different, right? Because both of those guys are you know, top tier rap. They're above the average fold. They're in that, to me, they're in that three percentile of rappers that people know, mm-hmm. right? So, yes. yes, that's, even though it's interesting... They're national brands. Huh?
7: They're national brands, for sure.
3: Yeah, they're, they're national brands. So, Those two going at it, that's cool, you feel me? Like I get that, even though the death part, that is a bit creepy, but I mean, people talked about it for a day, so maybe that's what he was trying to get. I'm preaching to somebody today who
6: is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
3: You're not talking to national brands. You're talking about something with a whole city. I'm mean, again. He's dissing some rappers, but he he's also dissing the streets. Who did he diss? Because I never heard the names. I, so I, his his situation was with the little homie Ash Chike, uh, Ruchi. a couple dope. I know Ruchi, but who was yeah, the other a couple one? Couple other dudes from Englewood that's dope. Frosty, some really. All of them guys, all of me, Draco, they was all really spectacular. Draco was like a a, a real trendsetter. Like, to me, Draco and One Take J are, they have the most, you know, they're the most influential rappers on the West Coast in the last probably five years, six years. Mm. Like, people got, you know, a lot of people kind of are influenced by what they do on the mic. So, again, I wouldn't do this shit for free. Like I'm not finna battle a nigga from LA. I'm not finna diss recording a nigga from LA that that ain't even further than I am. Like if you just where I'm at or below where I'm at, you feel me? If, if you not like a platinum, multi-platinum artist, like I'm a gold artist, if you're not a multi-platinum artist, like I'm not dissing you for what? Like if we really got problems, I'ma see you and get with you. That's my belief. The one thing I respected about Pac and how he framed his diss records, I respected his business acumen. He understood the value of war. He understood how much war shaped economies and created billionaires and millionaires. You know what I mean? And so when he did decide it, you know, because I, how do I say this? Everybody's going to be mad, but I don't give a fuck. He really, Biggie didn't have nothing to do with him getting shot at all. He knew Biggie didn't have nothing to do with him getting shot but oh, he yeah. knew if he shaped the conversation the general public would feel that way so then their beef looks like i'm mad you got me shot so when he put out his diss record remember the diss record doesn't come out to roughly june of 96 his album came out in february the diss record came out as a maxi single right of how do you want it so when how do you want it came out as a record They used to have these things called maxi singles where they would include a couple different singles. So it might've had, how do you want it? It might've had, uh, it might've had, um, I think it had California Love on it. And it also had, uh, 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 what's the goddamn song? Hit Em Up, you know what I'm saying? So again, he planned that whole thing. He understood the value of war. So he created a war. It, it was some stuff going on on the side, you know, where it was simple competitiveness, right? Mm. And, and the dog pound thing did get kind of crazy because they did get shot at. Even though the person didn't shoot at them close, he wasn't trying to blow their head off, somebody could have got shot because no matter how far the talks tells a story, he said they were far away and they shot way over there. But somebody could have still got shot. Mm. So outside of that and all of the stuff at the source awards where they're competing, you know what I'm saying? It was simple. It was competitive. When Pac came, he made it feel real. And the reason it felt real is because we watched Pac get shot You know, a year and a half before that or a year before that and was in a wheelchair wrapped up and we heard the stories. So again, once you figure that Biggie was in the actual vicinity in the building, he understood how to pitch the, he understood how to control emotions and why people would feel like he's upset. It didn't even matter that he told people Biggie didn't have nothing to do with it. He knew people would feel that way, and then he just compounded it with everything else about being better than him or not better than him. Right. Right. Or the value in his wife. You know how valuable was his you know wife to to he could sleep with his wife that made him more valuable than Biggie. So that's worth if you're gonna put out dish records. Like you know, let it be that's album. how you gotta yeah, go right there. Yeah, you gotta go top tier for the coin if that's what you're doing, you know. But if it's gonna be inner city like Javu and 50 Cent, which back down is a fantastic dish record. You know what I mean? Unbelievable, but okay, it's two national brands. At least so fifth coming up, he's 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 on the way, but he's not quite well, he was there because Wankster too. So If you're going to do inner city or inner borough at that point, at least let it be two national brands. So when you're talking, the world is listening. I'm Mm. not talking and making records for 13 niggas to hear it. You feel me? Like, I'll make you a good record for that. I'm not finna put out a record on some niggas. You know what I'm saying? That I might have to kill a nigga and I done pissed him off and now he got the drop on me. I'm not going to say shit because I'm looking to get at you. A lot of niggas get on social media. My take is I'm not going to tweet. I'm not going to Instagram you. I'm not going to put up no pictures of you. I'm not even going to let you know I'm mad. If you did something to me and you know it's something, you can rest assured, you can bet your fucking bottom dollar, nigga. I'm coming, feel me? Like the motherfucking tax man, like Uncle Sam. (laughs) Don't matter how long it takes, I'm going to get to you. And I'm not going to say nothing about it because I want to get away with it. And the point needs to be proven between me and you, not everybody else. I'm not trying to show as an MC or as a street guy. I'm not trying to show the world that I'm a street guy. This is personal. I'm building my resume to glasses. So when I look in the mirror, as I get older, the reason I don't tell is because when I look in the mirror, I want to be like I made it without telling. And whatever I do, I want it to be known for me versus my homies. The way that I was taught was you do this so other people you know, know that you're about that shit. For me, it's about me. You don't got to know whether I'm about that shit because I'm not going to say nothing that's going to get too far out of hand. Hmm. See, still got yeah. that stupid-ass teddy bear up there? Oh, that's fast. I don't know. what He yeah. disappeared
4: like 30 minutes ago. He right
3: there, he's on, on the call. Oh, is he? The yeah. motherfucking yeah. teddy bear. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> a nice-ass nigga.
7: My my favorite rap beef right now by far, just because of how long it's gone on and the details and stuff, I do like that Mozzie CML beef.
3: You know what I don't like about that shit is motherfuckers getting killed over that shit.
7: Oh yeah, big time. But the fact that it continues to go on and on amidst all of that, that there was like term there was parole terms through advocacy as part of that beef. Who's
3: oh, said dude, and who? CML, this cat from Sack. Yeah, SACS, yeah, bro. yeah. I That's a know,
7: great encore. He came out. Where was Waldo too? Where he came out with the with the what's his name interview in the beginning and said, "Yeah, the after part one, so-so got shot within twelve hours. I just didn't give a fuck." And then he does the whole song again. <laughs> it's
3: yeah, fantastic. Nah, I, I won't even listen to them records when niggas start getting killed. Yeah, I love. He all- talked right. about
7: he put his cousin. <laughs> Shot him in the back or something like that. And he gotta have um, like a catheter now. He called him shitbag, such and such. Or whatever. I'm just like, dude, that's that's way over that's the line. That's what it is
3: to me. That's what it is. Trash. Like once a nigga gets shot, it ain't now. It ain't records no more. I'm not listening to no more rap records. I'm gonna log off completely because oh, this shit is serious.
7: These tracks are evidentiary. Yeah. It's like a self-snitching album.
4: <laughs> well, I what isn't that all the all the rappers do that shit now? They snitch on themselves, bro. Well, most like of it's
3: not killing nobody. The rappers themselves are rarely killing somebody. It's somebody in their crew or somebody. Uh, they still up snitching. With it. it doesn't you matter. It so, like, really if really you're telling right? talking about it just to try bro, to look hard, they're not and... saying, "Hey, this person killed this person." Yeah, well, saying, he is. They're saying, <laughs> "Yeah, he is." I'm not giving this to <laughs> America. That shit is. Does, I'm not. If fucking, there's an injunction
7: on on thirties, which there probably is, that dude is so so Rico vulnerable.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, again, yeah, again, I, I'm not fucking with that. Man. When motherfuckers start getting shot and shit, this shit real. And now I'm not playing for me. Now I'm gonna take it like a real situation where niggas is getting shot. That's different. Like I'm not, I'm not the advocate of niggas getting shot. I don't give a fuck how much crip and blah, blah blah. I'm not the advocate of niggas shooting each other. Feel me? And then me being a part of it or enjoying it. It's serious now. So now it's like either I'm just going to log off for the whole shit. Feel me? I'm gonna log off or I'm gonna try to become some in the middle be like, "Hey, this shit going too far." So in that particular situation, I logged off, bro. That shit got way too it was it's dope when you flexing rap skills and y'all maybe squabble a little bit or something. Oh, niggas start popping niggas next to niggas and niggas start getting killed. You niggas tripping. I'm not in the booth making no rap song. If a nigga kill one of my homeboys behind some rap shit, rap is done. Yeah. It's on now. Now we got to get the catalyst. We got to get the nucleus for the problem. We got to go ahead and kill a whole cell. We got to get right. Feel me? We're going to get the yolk. Feel me? You're going to be eating egg whites. Ain't no flavor in that shit because for sure, I mean, we're going to get the yolk. So I, I don't know how. That's another thing. Like, I don't respect niggas who rap after one of your friends get killed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad about getting no money, but if a nigga kill one of your friends, I don't give a fuck. You kill four of his friends. Ain't nothing to rap about. Them. Feel me? Cause you, you gotta extinguish the problem in my mind. hmm that, that shit ain't right. Anymore. That's reasonable. And dish records have just came to another height. Like I'm saying, it's like. Again, it's so many rappers now, so it seems like rappers is dying every week. Well, I think, again, the problem
4: happened with, with hip-hop in general, right? Like, well, listen, rap music, which is part of hip-hop, right? Is that Not it no stopped being, like, I guess the era that maybe a lot of us grew up in where it was about what you're saying, like, being good at what you're saying, like, I'm not saying that none of these guys aren't good because there are guys that can rap, but I don't think that they value that as much anymore, right? I, I
3: like, don't agree with that. I, I...
4: They really, you think they really, be like man, I'm tight. I'm, I don't even hear nobody say nothing like that. Like, their oh shit is still about, I got money and I got this and I got that and then I'll kill you and shoot you and fuck your bitch and fuck, fuck your wife. And... I
3: mean, but you could date that back to, nigga, what is the whole, what is no Vaseline? God damn, I'm glad y'all said it all. Used to be hard. Now you just wet and soft. First you was down with the AK. You ain't talking about no motherfucking rap song. Now I see you on a video of Michele looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo and kept on stomping. While y'all motherfuckers yeah, move straight, straight out of, out of Compton. Time, what? Living with the whites. Without another nigga in sight. Feel me? He wasn't, you know, he wasn't talking about no motherfucking being better. He was talking, he was going at them niggas' core. Let alone hit him up. He starts the song off saying, "That's why I but fucked your bitch." So,
4: but that's where I think it started
3: changing. Yeah, but it had to change with cute nigga. Even even if you read the lyrics to motherfucking uh, but the even, bridge is over. Yeah, but those
7: were the diss tracks. The other songs that were happening, like say on the same album or that came out the same summer. There were guys that were still rapping, kind of, or making at least a point, if they weren't explicitly saying, this is a song I'm going to rap about how good a rapper I am, it was written in such a way as to highlight how good of a rapper you were. And then sometime, probably about 2000 to change, it was about, like Pinch C said, it's about, you you talk about your dope prices and how much weight you're moving and how many guns are in the trunk. And that was all you're talking about, nobody
3: cares. Listen. Like, sure, like, so the Queensbridge, yes, he had more about being a better rapper. Um, But then there's other songs he calling them niggas gay in that same song. But now
7: that's the whole album. The other songs don't exist.
3: I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. I, I, I never heard the whole diss album. Well, not to say the diss
7: album, but, like, there's the diss tracks in the album and the other album the rest of the album is not really about refining your craft so much as it is just about bragging, whether it be righteously or
3: falsely. He's right. This nigga said, Mr. Magic sucks dicks in his rap. <laughs> KRS-One said, Mr. Magic is sucking dick. Your mouth is good for sucking. Your mouth is good for sucking. Yeah. It's always been disrespectful. It's always been. And now they're just getting more disrespectful. But if you tell another man that a man sucking dick, it don't get more disrespectful than that. I don't even know if saying fuck your dead friend is worse than saying nigga, you sucking dick.
4: No, you're right. I mean, again, when you start to really look at the lyrics, I think maybe it was just... I think how we felt about it was different. Yeah, that's what I was going to get ready to say.
3: But I agree with you. Everybody don't pride themselves or they're not passionate as hip-hop artists or even as MCs or even... Now, I think we have a lot of great rappers oh. making great rap songs. Not not a ton, but we got a lot. We got a nice amount.
4: It seems like- it, but it's but it's still not even about them being great rappers. It's literally the it's it's literally become a hustle to make try to make money.
3: Yeah, but but streaming services created that middle class of it. Where now they took
7: advantage, I think of it.
3: Yeah, but but one hundred percent. But they created a bigger middle class to where now you don't actually have to try to be the best. True. All you I have think- to do is create. Uh, 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 a style or a genre, and and find your audience, and you'll make a living. See, hip hop before it wasn't like that. You it was either reserved for the elite, or the or the passionate. Mm-hmm. Everybody was passionate. You know, even the underground guys was like, let's say a Planet Asia. Feel me? He was passionate about the craft, and I agree yeah. with you. These guys are more or less about, you know, making mm-hmm. that coin, and, and nobody can be mad at them. You know, when you pour, it's the opportunity.
4: And again, only one percent Go ahead. I was gonna
7: say only one percent of people can be in the top one percent. You know, say if you're talking about the skill set of rappers. If like like when Easy E came out, he wasn't one of the best pure rappers out, but he made a lot of money and he was super famous Mm -hmm. selling an image and, and making a movie on wax. Well, it's easier to do that as a 50 percentile rapper. So then everybody else who's not in the top 1% rappers realizes, oh, I have a blueprint now. You can see where that went from a small slice of records to now the majority of records, but probably about 2007 or eight, People were just out there making songs and saying whatever in any kind of way. And even like really, really good rappers probably were worth less than really, really marketable images who couldn't rap so good.
3: Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah.